yeah, you we are gonna have to figure that out. If we do, if we record in October, we're good. Uh, the minute it's November. La 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 la. La 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 la. Sorry about that, guys. I should have muted myself. That was and that's a wrap, everyone. And I think, that's a wrap. You, know, uh, you can find us on criticalchannel.io. <laughs> My name is uh, Pixkinch. I've Itlvich. I've got uh, Kieran Patel on the Twits. That's a wrap. You can find us on twitch.tv slash critical channel where we... Something, something show notes. Where we put... <laughs> where we sell our bath water for... Shit, I need to take a bath? Oh, that was not part of the deal. <laughs> you mean you weren't keeping it? No. <laughs> Is this a show? Are we recording now? Oh, shit. Right. <laughs> I was trying to find the foam thingy for my microphone. All I found was some switches and some dice. My daughter's (laughs) going to be a huge nerd. I think you have to live without the foam. Yeah, I think so as well. Not a frothing mic. Well, I got D6s, D10s, a bunch of D20s, and there's a D8 in here as well. Maybe we, we should. Start. I'm oh, yeah. just trying to think. Maybe we should like come up with a game. We, we should do D and D podcast. Yeah, I, I heard. Mm. I heard Italo's the mean dungeon it's, master. Italo's the dungeon master. I'll uh, okay. I'm the noob. Good. I'll join. Good. No yeah. clue what to do. I'll just go running, running around with a blade and a dragon on my head. Oh, that works. That works very much. <laughs> it's good. I, last time I played D and D, I annoyed everyone because uh, every time um, something happened, I just said I shoot it with my bow and arrow. <laughs> that was it. I have never played D and It is very effective. It was. It was a magic talking bow and arrow because you know. See, because you can. We gotta yeah. gotta have some company. Yeah, you basically can do anything. That is a good thing, including uh-huh. stupid things. Welcome to the Critical Channel, a show about the easy things, like creating tickets, project management, and logs. Today, with Italo Vieto, Maxim Kravitz, Kiran Patel, Pedro Carvalho, Bona Bukoy. Today's topic being observability. So, so I want to talk about something today, and that is stupid things like not observing your stack. Segway. <laughs> no, like we observe our stack. Come on, I want to take a take a discussion I had with Max from years ago, and that was Max coming to me and say telling me I needed to add more shit to my application, mm. and I was like, I'm no. going to suggest that all stacks are observed. I'm going to suggest that way. blocks work well enough. Oh, I just mean that. I just mean that. Sometimes the observation is just like you know, you're looking at the fire around you, and you're like wondering where it's coming from, but you're observing it. 
So Pe- Pedro is trying to do a very smooth segue, and uh, it's it's kind of not working because Warner's no. trying to start an argument like immediately. Yes, so, uh, I want to punch Warner's somebody. doing the Warner thing where he's trying to be serious. He's trying to actually have an intelligent conversation while surrounded by trolls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's with, exactly what he's trying to do. But... And arrow. <laughs> Critical one for you. Uh. <laughs> Pedro, roll a d10. <laughs> I'm going to roll a d10. That's an eight. <laughs> I, All right. I think that means I win. That, yep. Pretty yeah, much. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, as Pedro was alluding to, and Warner was trying to be grumpy about this week's, uh, this week or month's topic is observability. Uh, so what is, what do we mean by observability? What is an observable system? Uh, and what can you do to get more observability into your stack and into your, uh, domain as well? Um, which Pedro is probably reasonably familiar with because he's seen me give a talk about this kind of stuff uh, a few months ago. I don't remember when it was. Um, and uh, Yeah, I, I watched you give a talk about it one time, so that makes me a little bit of an expert. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't imagine uh, how anyone could possibly know more about observability than watching me give a talk about it as probably not an expert either. But there we go. Uh, I know nothing about observability. I just think it's annoying and you have to add more shit to your application, which I don't like. <laughs> and that's a wrap. everyone. Try not to observe and that's it. There we go. It also works like Schrodinger's cat. Yeah, that works. <laughs> Is the system working? <laughs> Is the startup alive or dead? Honestly, most people don't know most of the time anyway. Yeah. Yeah. True, true. So yeah. um, maybe we should start before before we let Warner, Warner have his rant, which I I will let you do it. But let's just let's let's just you know warm warm our audience up first. Both of them need to like you know get up to speed on, on what we're talking about here. Okay, uh, what are we talking about? So like, what is observability? Uh, what makes us what makes a system observable? Why would you want that? Would anyone want to anyone want to chime in? Well, I I want to know when my system is down. That's oh. part of of observability, right? Yeah. I want to know if something goes wrong. I want to know when things go right as well. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. That, I that's think... the essence of observability. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, you so go. something something that I was uh, thinking a lot about was, um, and uh, I'm rehashing some of what I said in my talk now, but probably only Pedro saw it, so it's fine. Um, but is if you're looking to improve, right? Forget about a software system or anything like that. If you're looking to improve, improve anything, you need to know your limits. You need to know like what you're good at and what you're bad at, and be like very self-aware at it. So, like one example is, um, you know, I, I honestly, I need to, I, I need to do more exercise and stuff. I'm, I'm very, very terrible at bothering, uh, but like I know that I am terrible at mornings, and I know that like. If I just wake up in the morning, I will just be like phone face for like an hour, and then I'll be like, "Oh crap! Now I have a now I have a meeting, and uh, I have not had time to do that." So, like you know, knowing that weakness of myself allows me to uh, pave the easiest path towards actually getting some exercise in the morning. So, awesome. for all the people who need to have a detail, Kieran tries to wake up at three o'clock in the morning. Just so you know, it was three thirty yeah. this morning, and that was not intentional. So Why? I'm completely coherent today. <laughs> 
but that's <laughs> insomnia for you. So there you go. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so like uh, I, the same thing can be applied to software systems, right? Like if you do not know the strengths and weaknesses of your system, you do not know like where the limits are in terms of the capacity you can add uh, in terms of scalability and things like that. You do not know uh, where your kind of pain points are in terms of errors and in terms of user frustration. You do not know where, um, like, where you're touching the code the most as well. Like, you can, you know, you can use your metrics in terms of like what's happening in git commits and things to see like what code, what lines of code are touched the most and things like that. So, with all of this, you can then look to improve your system more. That doesn't necessarily mean that you have to use particular. I'm, I'm preempting you here, Warner. This doesn't mean that you have to use like particular metrics, like Prometheus metrics or anything like that, to do that. They they are all means to an end, right? Where the end is having your single pane of glass, where you can look into your. Or I prefer two panes of glass, and we'll come to that. But a way that you can look into your system and just know what's happening in there at any given time and it's not a black box to you and i'm not gonna agree at all <laughs> okay me, off we go off we go wait a minute <laughs> yeah now i'm, now I'm very right, curious right. what is this that you don't now agree we have an episode with? no Why because I... like from my point of view like looking at how observability came into my career right like the first thing where we actually started observing was because we actually had customers complaining it had nothing to do with if our resources were fine or anything. It was just like, okay, we had a customer complaining because we were down for more than five minutes. Oops, deployment went shitty. Um, and that's how it started. We actually started off with observability was Pingdom. Everybody remember Pingdom? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was basically just pinging your web server every minute. And after that, if it was down for three minutes, it would give you an email. That was observability for me that when I started. Plus, the second part, which was observability, was you would get some angry person on the phone who was screaming at you because for some reason something didn't work. And then you had to figure out what was wrong. And what did you do? You went onto your server using SSH. Yay, SSH to my server. And then you were tail log. And then you found out that, oh, I don't have any logs. And then you add a whole bunch of logs. Lots of them. And that's how what was observability for me in the beginning. So it had nothing to do with scalability or anything in that order. I mean, they're all nice bonuses for me for observability. But the reason I want a system to be observable in one way or another is to figure out why shit isn't working. There, or not doing there are what multiple it's supposed levels to observability. Yeah, I think I think you've just described like level one of observability. I, my my point is that a truly observable system does go deeper than that. Also, I have to say, I think, Warner, you just kind of contradicted your first statement with your second one. What you described is exactly the case of not having observability and having observability is in part makes sure that you don't have to jump through as many hoops to get to the information. And when you have a question about a system, you can just go and use the data that you already have to get answers to these questions. Instead but the question of, is, how do you know which data you, data you need? Yeah, that's the interesting thing. You kind of grab a lot of it without focusing on what kind of data you need specifically. So then you'd be able... I'm obviously like super duper oversimplifying here, but the idea is to have a lot of data. So then should anything happen, 
you can hypothesize and check some of your hypotheses by looking at the data using the tools instead of going to the server and then seeing that, oh shit, I wanted to look at logs, but we don't have them. So then, yeah, you're not solving this incident, obviously. Unless you're yeah, right. running TCP dump all I, over the place, but that's I, not I, I remember a lot of people think, fixing incidents that way. It was called FPM restart. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, those are the days. Yeah. Guys, those are the days. That was easy. That was simple. I, I think we've gone backwards in hmm. many respects with this Kubernetes uh, uh, thing imaging and our microservices. But uh, we had a whole show where I uh, ranted about that. I don't want to go back there. But, uh, uh, Varner, I think that you actually uh, said something really important. Uh, I think that we've been talking about observability as this thing that we all agree is table stakes, but it's not. Like, why do you need it in the first place? Well, and you just said why, you know, because um, yeah, how do you know that things are going well if you don't have observability into your stack? I also want to venture a thought. So I, I think that in software engineering, things are really weird um, because if, th if things were like this, in any other field, people would die. Imagine if cars had no dashboards. Like, like, like the dumbest person can walk, can, can, can step into a car and walk away and walk away. That was, they, they didn't, ha they the didn't have them I'm at the some point, person. right? Like, true yeah, story, like, cars like, didn't have dashboards. So many yeah. things are still like, yeah, but they, not but known they now. did five miles an hour. Like, that was fine. Like if, if the dumbest guy alive, which we've established is me, um, straps himself into a car and drives off, I can tell where I am, how fast I'm going. I can tell the pressure in my tires. I can tell Does all that stuff. Does this really help you to stay alive? It's either um, either him or everyone else, one or the other. Yeah. Maybe, I, maybe I, none I, of I it does, though. <laughs> it helps my situational awareness. Um, if if the little if the little pointy thing is too far to the right, I might get a speeding ticket. Mm. That's important important information. Okay, but I think we're and conversely conversely, software engineers are supposed to be really smart, right? We're supposed to be uh, really smart, and and yet the default state of everything we do is this complete obscurity. And I think there's some value in talking about why that is. And why is this such a complicated topic that we have to have a whole show about it? Mm. I, I I like the quote from from a guy called Peter Drucker a while ago. He mentioned if you um, if you can't measure it, you can improve it. Right? It's a simple fact. You will never know what you have to improve on. I think That's you just turned just my entire uh, rant that I had five minutes ago into like one sentence. So yeah, good job. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you, though, because like I like people saying, OK, if you can observe it, you can measure it and all that kind of stuff. The question is, how are you going to measure it? Because like, honestly, if I just add logs to every line of code that I have and I'll just dump that into a file, uh, I have everything observed. Yeah, there is actually a fact where people are now these days discussing if metrics and logs can be merged into one thing. That's the essence of open telemetry, by the I, way. I, I like the part because I had this discussion with Max before because I told him to fuck off with his metrics. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah, you might you might want to go into this forum, open telemetry. They're discussing, you know what, metrics and logs are very tied together. And, you know, they're discussing if they actually can be merged at some point. I think it's it's but, a similar thing to um, when we saw techniques like event sourcing come more into vogue because storage is cheap, so you can afford to you know 
create an append-only log of everything that happens, right? In the mm. same way, metrics uh, are great because they're easy to index, they're easy to store. They're not, they're not, you know, it's it's a single data point. Sometimes if it's a gauge, it literally is a single data point because you right. don't necessarily need to keep a history of it and everything like that. Um, no, no, you actually do want a history. Come on. Well. Yes, it, okay. it matters yeah, a lot. Like without general, the history, yeah. it's kind of useless, right? D- depending on the metric, mm-hmm. right? Like it's um, they, they can be very, like very. Cheap if you if you don't need to, to keep a history of a metric, maybe it's not even that relevant. Well, okay, so can, can, can we take a step back, guys? Because okay, I'm, I'm fully agreeing, but everybody's already talking about gauges and, and all that kind of stuff. Like I'm a junior developer, right? Or actually, I'm not, but uh, I'm just a very annoyed developer, and I don't like adding shit to my code code base, as Max knows very well because he's argued with me for hours long. We need to uh, get that case straight at some point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> guys, figure we, we yourselves won't. out, man. Um, but in any case. Uh, like from my point of view, I've got logs I can observe. I can extract everything from the logs. I don't need any other metrics at all. Like I can, if I need to know if a 500 happened, I can just get extracted from the logs. Of course, here mm-hmm. you get into the point where you have to say, okay, cool, you can get metrics, but what actually are you, do you need as metrics? Like what is important? Like honestly, yeah. I think this is one of those things where I can even say, okay, I'm going to do a, um, uh, I'm going to run my entire uh, program in trace and just keep those traces for every run and just collect all of them. And then I also know where my CPU is being used in my allocations and everything else. Uh, so the question is like, it's not like you cannot gather everything, right? I think that is kind of the kind of the, the point. The question is just, why shouldn't I use logs for everything? Because this is what, so, as a junior developer, I would always ask, why can I not just, just use logs and extract the information from there? That, I mean, it's a, it's a great point. You actually can use logs for a lot of things. The problem is always the amount of cardinality you're going to have. And that's why the logs, you know, if you think about O notation, right, you're actually having a lot of uh, logs um, in place. And as more logs you actually add, your, you know, your, your O notation actually goes up. It's not log N, right? It's actually O of N as more logs you have. The more complex it goes for you to actually screen all of that log. Metrics are actually way easier to store. And they're actually O of, N, o of log N, right? In terms of cardinality, in terms of complexity. It's much easier for you to traffic and, and play around with metrics. Problem is, metrics is not so detailed, right? They, they have one level up. They're aggregated. And then you play around with metrics here and there to actually get aggregated numbers instead of a one single number. Otherwise, your cardinality is going to be huge, and that's super hard to store. So that's why metrics are just a way to, to aggregate data in a more concise, concise way and make it easier for you to store it. It's very cheap. And that's why the discussion today are, can we make logs cheaper? Right? They are cheap to store, but they are hard to query if you go through all of them history-wise and, and trying to figure out exactly a point in time where something happened. They're very expensive. You have to index them. Indexing is a process that is super, super expensive. So... Yeah, metrics are or were one of the ways that people try to to make that process cheaper overall. So let me let me get this straight. So so what you're saying is we're programmers and we're supposed to be smart people as people as Pedro keeps saying, and we haven't been smart enough to actually proper parse and index logs. That's why we need metrics. Uh, in very simple terms, metrics will make that easier for you, right? Uh, indexing is a very hard problem in software to this day. Look at Google. 
Yeah, I right. think it's not as much about the smartness. It's also the the amount of computational resources you need exactly. to spend. Sometimes, like having again, not everything, but certain things, having them emitted as a metric is just way more efficient than parsing mm -hmm. a log. Especially I mean, if I don't know, there is like for every million of entries, there is two that are for your metric and the rest is just stuff you don't need. You have to go through all that just to extract lines of uh, from a file. That's just not very efficient. Yeah. I think it's I honestly dimensions. think in, in three to five years this will not even be a discussion. It would just you know, you'll be able to have your cake and eat it too, right? Um I don't know. It's, it's, it's I'm not sure. Yeah, it, maybe. It's like every time we say this, that now we have like bajillion resources to do whatever, then we figure out that still doing something that is more efficient is beneficial than doing the stupid thing. Even if now you can do the stupid thing and it will take you a second, you can do a simpler thing and it yeah. will take you another yeah, second. Again, I think that that's going to depend, uh, as we all know. Like some, like There is a reason why people use WordPress. Um, is that? And I've, ne I've never figured that part out. It has nothing to do with efficiency uh, in terms of like uh, computational resources. It's very efficient in terms of how humans interface with it. Yeah. Yes. So uh, that, but, that is again that might be the trade-off. But looking at the the log problem, even 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 if our computational power grows up again, it's complexity and complexity will stay there. It's it's a simple math. It's there no matter how many computational power you have. Right, so can, it's a thing. I think we can also argue that actually writing proper log messages, which oh, that's another topic, do yeah. not contain IDs, for example, and actually use proper context and have uh, have a way to be parsed and not be the same across your application is probably a lot harder than actually using a metric. And and also you have mm -hmm. to keep the interface stable while some kind of SDK will give you this for free with parsing logs. You always have to keep the contract somewhere and make sure you follow the contract and then additionally have, I don't know, tests or whatever uh, for that. Okay, but, but boy, before we dive too much deep into that topic, for our listeners, right? Like, we, okay, we made a difference between logs and metrics. There is a place, there is a place for both. Um, you know, uh, Warner can... Uh, you know, not agree fully to this, but at the moment, at the current state of our technology, there is a place for, for the two of them, right? So you have metrics for a more aggregated view of your of your application that's going to give you a much better overview of, of everything that is happening about your application. And in a more granular way, then you have logs for it, which is, which is great, right? This is great when you have a single unit. You're talking about you, you want to figure it out how your system kind of works all together. Um, with metrics, you can get latency numbers, which is you know something very. Um, if you go try to do this with logs only, you you might have a problem here and there. So latency, IOPS, and and this kind of things. Metrics are really good for this kind of things. You can do it with logs. Yeah, of course you can do it with logs. But the cardinality to query that it's huge. So it, it becomes very complex. So and I think I'm not even talking about distributed tracing yet. Yeah, that's actually so, something that I'm hoping we can get onto. But uh, so, before so we, before, I, okay, no, Warner's got more. Yeah, I still want to. Warner still wants to argue. No, I no, I actually want to agree because this is one of those things where I think it it, it really depends on what your what your needs are 
and and mm -hmm. this is i think one of the cases where for me there was a big difference when maxime came to me years ago with like you should use metrics and i was like no it actually for our application honestly i still believe that that was the right decision to not implement it at that point in time the reason was we had low traffic we had logs those logs were easily parsed within a reasonable amount of time and we had um our customers were directly in contact with the developers at that which at that point actually the metrics and adding the overhead because metrics do have overhead it's they're not free it's not like log entries are also not free they actually do write to disk or write to memory they take allocations Absolutely. like i've sped up multiple applications by just saying don't log anything because it honestly you only need it in debug mode um but again like those are choices which you have to make as well and i think this is where people like to go overboard they're like do metrics everywhere mm. like honestly I, I have something on that though uh you know this problem was was actually the one that you're mentioning about okay we're, we're we're actually putting metrics in your in our systems and so on that is all fine if you have a single unit and you can do it yeah there will be overhead there will be extra allocations especially if you're sending this via uh, stats d that's udp connection so obviously there is a little bit of an overhead here and there but later on the sidecar kind of thing showed up as a as a pattern right and every app that you have has a sidecar and all of that was kind of offboarded to a sidecar strategy so all your metrics are actually being calculated on a sidecar and you know you can actually get all of that request that i said before iops or whatever your application is doing by just actually have it outside of it like as a proxy uh, that's the standard of any service mesh these days and one of the things that they they're trying to actually push forward is you don't have to touch your code to actually get some basic metrics out of it and and that is a great you know kind of movement towards that there is a whole different topic about how complex it is to implement a, a service mesh and put it there i know but I'm saying there are strategies around this because once you have one single service, maybe it's easy to put metrics in it, but once you have a hundred and try to standardize all of that into their own metrics, well, you, you might fall into other different problems, more complex problems here and there. Um, it, it's, it's an interesting thought, basically. So it actually also shows that you have different types of metrics, actually, which is very Absolutely. interesting. Also, I have logs to... as well. Hmm? I have to be nitpicky and say that even with a sidecar, application metrics are still delivered to the sidecar using the same stats d or a sidecar queries the app using nopal telemetry not uh, not really to be honest no actually not in istio at least right so if you use istio uh, the the app doesn't talk at all metric wise to that it's a proxy in the end right so the traffic passed through and you actually measure just the, re the amount of requests you have prometheus is not a push Mechanism. Oh yeah, no, oh. no, that, that that thing, yes. But if you want to measure something that you can't like see offboard, uh, like this from the is... outside, like yes, you can look at the traffic. But if you want to measure some internal workings of the app, yeah, exactly. It still that's what needs I meant. Metrics, right? That's what I meant. There are there are some types of metrics, and I think that's what uh, Warner was actually trying to say as well. There are some yeah, types think, of metrics where you going... can offboard that. This is going somewhere where I want to actually wanted to take the discussion from the beginning, so that that's good. But uh, you know, essentially, we we have been talking so far about you know things like IOPS or you know uh, the, at the beginning we were talking about just knowing if you're up or down and and that that sort of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
there's there's a lot of that that you can standardize using something like uh, you know Istio and and just proxying your requests through it so that it can do the basics for you, and you can get a lot of that for free. I don't think that's I don't think those are the interesting parts of observability. Personally, I think that that is like maybe a bare minimum that you can get, and because you can get a lot of it for free, even across hundreds of services, it's a no-brainer. However, I think the interesting part is when you start to think about what is your business domain and what can you track. Again, talking about like knowing what's going on in your application to make improvements. I think there's a lot more interesting going on where you can say like, okay, you know, we have a particular metric not in terms of like an application metric, but uh, in terms of a business metric, this is what we want to do the next quarter. Can we measure that with software and can we determine whether or not we're actually like making progress towards where we want to be from our application automatically and graph like up or down, right? So, you know, it could be something as simple as like uh, one one that we have at my current work is um, how many customers would connect an account so they have to sign up with us and then they also have to uh, connect their Airbnb account to us via OAuth for example so how many people actually go through the sign up flow but then drop off before they connect an account and therefore they don't see value in the application really simple one but that's like a domain level metric that is really important to us for the purposes of customer acquisition and it's not something that you can necessarily measure with you know just free STO metrics definitely but I also think those technologies were not built for that. No, of, of course thing. not. And and this is this is why, honestly, this is why I like it's going to be highly unlikely that we are ever like truly automated, right? Because yeah. there is because there is some part of it where you have to look at like what is important for our domain. You have to translate those business requirements into a technical spec and and do something technically for it. And that's I think that's what I find interesting is like this intersection of, of product and ops essentially so, so let me ask you a question because you actually gave an interesting example for example a drop off rate in a certain process uh-huh. um like the question of course becomes is this something that is actually measurable using metrics um and if, if in that case what is the difference between the metric and a report like mm-hmm. honestly, most metrics which I see, a lot of business metrics which I see, which people use for some reason Prometheus for, I'm like, don't. Yeah, like, exactly. You're I already the same, publishing the same events. Opinion. You're already you have an event store which you can query. You have a database which contains all this information, and it's just a report. You yeah. also don't need that data in real time. So the question uh, is, so at I, what although... point? At what point is like? At what point is the observability metric? different than your business metric and at what point would you actually say they intersect mm. well i i think that's what i'm getting at is that the intersection of that is quite exciting right from just from like maybe it's who i am but i just i find the the fact that we as engineers and um you know particularly we're talking about kind of more ops related stuff here but we can still uh we're, we're not traditionally seen if we're, if we're talking about ops and metrics and other you know, very low level stuff, we're not traditionally seen as delivering that much value to the business. The value that an an ops team, even though you shouldn't really have an ops team, but that aside, the value that like ops people bring to the table is normally in terms of seen in terms of like reliability and performance and that kind of thing. But the argument that I'm making is that we can uh, help directly make the right decisions 
in terms of what we're doing with our product because we can enable people to see like what they're doing uh whether or not that is helping helping a stupid phrase that i hate but helping move the needle right um so in terms of like yeah literally with a gauge yes uh but in terms of like can this be a report? Sometimes, yes. On the other hand, if you're doing like a canary deployment or something, you can actually hook your domain metrics into that, right? So you can say, okay, we want to, you're kind of A-B testing, but not necessarily relying on some external, like optimizely tool or something for that. Maybe you can get, uh, gather more uh, relevant metrics if you're doing that internally with your own kind of internal metrics toolkit, right? It depends uh, on your system. But yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, finish okay. your sentence. <laughs> uh, no, so ba- basically, you know, I think um, I, th- I think that the, the the conversation about tooling is infinitely less interesting than the conversation about uh, how do you decide what to measure and uh, you know. Uh, how that how that is going to help your business in the long term and and how you can actually be contributing to the business as a whole rather than you know just measuring like request per second or something Mm. yeah i mean yeah i I think i I have like a rule that it's my like i try to follow but basically this rule is not defined anywhere um you know Business metrics, like like Warner was saying, I, I tend not to miss kind of like mix it up with with Prometheus or any kind of other technologies that measures like requests per second or IOPS or anything that is more service oriented. Um, more because you know if you if you have the pleasure to work on an even driven system, you have those metrics kind of out of the box in those cases because you have all the events kind of flowing up. You you can get those in real time. You can True, do ETLs. That is, you can that do is whatever. A big if. That is a big if, but nonetheless, you can get the same thing without even driven. That's where yeah, I was agreed. getting to. Yeah, um, you can get to the same thing without even driven. You can get it with a monolith if you like, um, you know, simple ETL, and there you have it, right? And you can make that ETL even hourly if you want. It's not real time, but it's near near real time. So again, it's a rule that I try to follow myself, but it, it's not written anywhere. I try not to mix business metrics on 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 metrics and talking specifically here about metrics that are uh, software oriented, meaning request weight rates or IOPS or anything like that. Um, anything that is business, I try to do it aside because the tools that actually enable you to do analysis and predictive models on top of those are much more powerful when they come from like something like Metabase or something like like those other technologies, which helps build dashboards for business like tremendously. Mm-hmm. And there is much more smarter people than us that can build those, you know, those dashboards really well. But they don't have the insights that we have, like you said, um, of, of how to collect that metrics. So we have to make it easier for them. We have to make it easier that that, that data is actually enabled uh, or available for them. Um, everything else I try to put in metrics logs or um you know distributed tracing which we're gonna get at at some point now the question that you made like what are the metrics that we have actually to to measure that is the real question here because it depends which kind of metrics we're talking about the ones that you mentioned are very business oriented cohorts or drop-off rates or anything like that that's all business oriented and what kind of metrics we have to have from the reliability side as well 
So defining that is super important. And that's where the challenge is. It's not the technology, as I said, it's defining what you want mm-hmm. to measure. That's basically what I think, at least. No, I definitely, I don't disagree with you at all. Um, the, uh, certainly the tooling. So, I mean, where I am at the moment, you know, we, we don't have uh, analysts and things like that to be able to to do that for us. So it's it's easier for us to use developer-centric tooling for, for charting that. Your mileage may vary. Every organization is different, blah, 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 blah. Um, but I absolutely agree with you that uh, that there is, you know, sometimes a better tool for the job. My, my point is that the, the, the discussion about tooling is the boring discussion. The interesting mm-hmm. discussion is, is what you measure and how you choose to measure it. And that actually, you know, even if you are only talking about the more technical metrics, that is actually um, quite an important and, and interesting conversation, even just in that domain. Because, yeah. uh, you know, Warner was saying like earlier, oh, we can just, you know, put logs everywhere and measure everything. And then we have, you know, an absolute metric ton of logs no pun intended and uh yeah like now we have too much and we don't know what to do right so like knowing being uh, finding that balance is is really important Mm -hmm. but at Mm -hmm. the same time you know you you can you can use what's important even from a technical point you can use what's important for your domain in your business so like perhaps uh if you're having an elevated rate of uh like timeouts or something or not even as far as timeouts but just like something is slow right maybe that's way more important to you if it's like right on your customer acquisition pipeline yeah absolutely exactly right there you're just you know making those two things merge the business part of it and also the 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 more technical part of it so the Mm -hmm. two metrics kind of getting together and and helping each other i think that's where the value is and and they need to be supportive one, one, one One problem that I run into quite often is when I ask someone uh, to start measuring things or to, you know, usually it starts by, okay, I don't know how your application is, uh, is, is, is performing and I want to know and, 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 and more people in the business want to know. So let's start thinking about observability. And the, and I think that when someone replies with, but what should I measure? Um, it's a good way of figuring out who doesn't really understand what they're doing, um, which is not always um, like 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 a critical failure, um, but it it is it is a bit of a red flag. I think that it's fine for an engineer to struggle to come up with the exact things that they should be um logging or capturing but i think that if a team spends too much time trying to figure that out i think something's missing communication wise and understanding of 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 the code like if i say okay what's important in your app like what are things that we should be capturing um i think if an engineer can't answer that something is missing in terms of of, of their understanding of 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 the work and it's a good way to see where you need to pay more more attention Mm -hmm. um it could be an experience problem as well, right? Where if you ask this question for a more junior developer, they can't answer, but they might have trouble thinking about all the possible, let's say, metrics that they actually have to to, to extract out of the services. If you ha- ask this to a more senior person and they don't, they don't know how to answer, then I agree with you. That might I'm, be a I'm red gonna, flag. I would like to say that from my point of view, what you just said, can you make this like... I, I don't know what's going on. I would also be confused. Honestly, I would. Because you're not telling me what context. Like, we just talked about this entire context, which is the business versus actually, the, the let's say, the reliability 
aspect. Mm. And if somebody tells me to observe or make a system observable, what should I do? Should I, I mean, make I mean, sure that know, I know the know amount of requests coming is. in? You know what the system is, though, right? So you 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 know what's important for you know if if you're if you're building an uh, an application that I don't know if you, if you're if you're building Stripe, right? Then you know, like, okay, I'm building this particular microservice at Stripe, and this is the one that deals with like uh retrying pay- retrying fail payments or something like that then you know like straight away from that like i've just said five words and you can already kind of have some sort of idea of what an important metric is for that right um yes amount, uh, amount of requests dropped no no in this particular case like uh, you basically just to continue the example if we're processing payments are we processing payments Mm-hmm. Are we successfully processing all the incoming pain, incoming payments? You can have one metric and it's enough. You don't care about your CPU usage, amount requests that yeah. are being dropped, whatever. Yeah. If every payment that is coming is processed or the defined percentage of them is being processed fine, amazing. Here's your observability. You don't care about the rest. You look at the app. It shows you by, uh, sorry, not by, but you can clearly see by looking at the amount of successfully processed data that is doing well, that's it. Well, to add to to this as well, like this is not a particularly, this hypothetical application is not particularly performance sensitive, right? So we don't necessarily uh, just want to measure what is the throughput of this application? We know that, like, as long as it's chugging along at a decent rate, it's gonna be it's gonna be fine. It's retrying payments. It's like probably a backend worker of some sort, right? Um, whereas if you're just going, okay, how fast are the requests coming into this application? Well, they could all be coming in and five hundreding immediately. They're fast, mm-hmm. but right. So yeah. I agree, context is important. But honestly, as a senior engineer or as a junior engineer, as somebody who is on a team with a given remit, you have the context you need. Yeah. I disagree. I actually, I, I, I actually, disagree. I would argue that, or at least that's my expectation, or maybe my idealization of the world. But I would be much happier with even junior engineers thinking first about this kind of things. What is the most important part of the app? Then giving me super duper advanced, deeply technical mm-hmm. answer about what kind of stuff and how they want to measure. Like if they no, understand I, 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 what's I, maybe important. Maybe you misunderstood me, but One, I, I think you're oh, reiterating. Maybe I did. Re, I think you're reiterating what I said. That's basically what I said. Ah, or right. what I meant to say. I may have not phrased it very well, but yeah. So sorry, I don't think this is something a junior engineer... Like, I would like them to know it, for sure, but it's not per se the case. Like, if I look at how I started and how most of you guys started probably coding, it was because you were having fun and you just wanted to mess around with code and make your computer do something. Oh, no, absolutely. Uh, and, if you're, if you're asked is... the question, what is important about this application, then I would hope that anybody who's working on it or has been, you know, has been working on it for some amount of time has an idea of like, if this, if, <laughs> if this chart go down, then bad. Uh, honestly, that is maybe true in a microservice, but not in a monolith. And this is also that one of those. That just means you have like, multiple charts for one application. Yeah, I agree. Yes, even I, in, I even in a monolith, like monolith is doing work, right? So let's see, is it doing what it's supposed to do? Uh, yes, wonderful. No, we have a problem. Yes, but at the point, at what point does the junior developer, which you put on a project which has been there for six years, know what is important? And this is one of those cases where I'm really like. 
No, I don't expect people to know what metrics they need to observe. People often don't know what the business cases of the projects they work on. Like, honestly, look at the amount of juniors you have, high, new hires you have. If you would tell them, add observability to this project, honestly, half of them would be like, huh? I don't even, because they were not involved in, in, in that part of the, of the project. This sounds crap, but it is the way it is. Okay, so, so to, to the junior engineer that is listening to this podcast, what advice can you give them to be able to make the right decision? In, like, learn, learn about the projects you own or you own with your team, make sure you get properly onboarded. And also make sure you know the business case of your project. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah, yeah. that's crucial. Yeah, because this is really the question that I'm asking when I say, hey, I need to have more insights into this into this uh, application. I need more observability. The, re the real question is, 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 I think, as you put it here, like, what's important about this? Um, and, and I understand your point, Varner, and I, and I agree. Like if you're a junior, maybe you haven't been properly onboarded into something, it's going to be difficult to answer that question meaningfully. Totally. Um, but, but I see that as an opportunity to, 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 to grow in your knowledge of, of what you're working and, and, and to start thinking about the business case. That being said, like if this had been a real situation, I would have been walking away super happy because like Varner was like, hey, that's a stupid question. Give me more context, which is a valid response, I think. Uh, Kieran and Max, you guys started talking about like if, 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 if you were like senior engineers in the project, you would probably know a lot about it and we would be able to propose things to, 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 to track. And I think I think both approaches are, are very very valid. Um, I, I, th I think what interests what interests me here is I'm trying to understand how much people know about what they're doing, uh, which has implications for staffing and an organization and, and, and that kind of stuff. Um, it's not. I think that sometimes sometimes it's easy to just to just have a team on something and and turn away and expect everyone to be on top of 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 the stuff that's assigned to them and and that doesn't always happen. I think um, I think you're very kind of gingerly leaning towards what might be another topic um but where uh you know you you have the engineers who are talking so so much about technical stuff and all the language that they use even with stakeholders and even with product is technical stuff uh but they're not understanding the the context that they're developing the application and they're not understanding the customer which honestly let's go into another time because that's an interesting problem uh it's a very easy problem as we like to yeah. say um oh it's it's one but of the it's easy ones. absolutely yeah, it's sure. absolutely related to this because if an engineer cannot come up with uh and okay yeah i i granted junior engineers is a whole different kettle of fish um but you know if a mid to senior engineer cannot come up with some kind of domain context for what they're working on and what is important to measure and what they're working on then i'm concerned mm. but here. okay let's Let me, let's let me say well like, let me take something because you already said communication and i think this is actually one thing we haven't really touched with in this entire observability part because it's great if my surface works perfectly right that's awesome i'm fast i'm or maybe i'm not fast but i'm at least returning shit and i'm not returning errors uh but once you start looking at like bigger organizations as you know you work with multiple teams you have multiple services you may have a whole bunch of other things like at what point do you actually correlate? Can you correlate those <coughs> metrics, and how do you go about that? Which metrics? 
I th- so I, let's, so let's, you... look, like we were talking about this perfect flow for the customers where they were like going through the different st- stages and at some point they'd bail out. Now that might actually touch four or five microservices. Sure. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, when, when, when you go like that and, and you have a distributed system, like you're saying, obviously distributed tracing is always the first thing that comes into mind because it's probably what correlates things the best or the easiest at least. But again, um, you know, even metrics, even if you have metrics across those services, you can still correlate them as long as they are correlatable. And that's why I ask which metrics are we talking about? Because if we're talking about request rate, which is a very common metric to have, then you can definitely correlate, you know, spikes on all those services when you have a cascading failure, for instance, to debug. It's much easier, though, to do this with distributed tracing, Mm -hmm. right, than looking at metrics. And that's the point that I'm trying to make. If you have distributed tracing in place, great, you can measure latency, you can see exactly where the call is going to, you know if it's reaching out the four services down, you know, downstream, and it becomes easier for you to debug if you have that in place. It's not something trivial to do, though. It's, it requires a lot of orchestration here and there to actually make that work, unless you have a, a service mesh to do that for you. But let's say you don't, then it, it's not that easy anymore. Um, so you always hard. have to put the the pros and cons. Well, here and in there. you can you cannot be more reliable than your hard upstream dependencies anyway, right? Like if if you mm-hmm. require getting data from, I mean, in, in my case, I require getting data from Airbnb. If Airbnb are down, my yeah, exactly my uh, SLO cannot be greater than Airbnb's. Mm. But let yeah, yeah exactly. S- potentially, let, let me also say something because I think distributed tracing is is, is great. But uh, again, like it comes down to also how do you go about using it? Like one thing which mm-hmm. I found with the distributed tracing, which a lot of people for some reason don't do, is actually add the tracing ID to your mm-hmm. logs. But you know that you know what this is what is this that you just said is the essence of Tempo, for instance, right? Yep. So Grafana yep. just yep. launched Tempo, and Tempo is logs. It's completely based on logs. It's not like it's a new amazing. metric. It's, it's just so logs. Bad. Really and good. all you have to do, <laughs> all you have it's to really, do, really is uh, push a trace ID towards your logs, and there you have it, right? It's it's based on logs, and that's the thing. Why does it work so well, and why does this doesn't why this doesn't work for metrics, is because with tracing you sample, right? You don't trace everything. If you do, you will see that the tracing tool will suffer, will struggle. So you sample in general, and you sample very little if you have a lot of requests. But that's what you said. It's based on logs. The other technologies like Zipkin or uh, if you go with Jaeger or whatever other ones, that's not how it works. It's based on spans everywhere, right, in general. But that's exactly the discussion that I, that I follow on the thread that I mentioned before. Grafana are really pushing the envelope, actually. Grafana, the, mm-hmm. uh, the company, are really pushing the envelope, actually, on this kind of... Because Loki as well is like... Yep. Yeah, like log, log um, sorry, metrics with like super cheap indexes and full text search done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the, yeah, the, the the paradigm is shifting. Like I say, give it a few years, and I think it's going to be a, a different landscape completely. Mm, agreed. Yeah, but nevertheless, whatever technology you use, the distributed tracing will help you kind of figure it out your dependencies and latencies that you have towards those dependencies. Kieran touching a point here, which is a coming from an SRE background, which is SLOs and SLIs, which is a totally different topic. It's related, but it's a, a totally different topic, much harder to define. 
but it's one topic that I love to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and error budgets as well, which is still related to that. Uh, yeah. So, you know, having those, if you have any kind of observability, any, any one of those three that we discussed here, logs, metrics, or distributed tracing, you're already good enough. You have a lot of, of data to work with. But if you have the three of them, you do have a lot of data to orchestrate. So you have to make sure you put all of this at least in the same bucket, right? So what I mean here, don't use three different tools to try to solve the problem because you're going to have to pick and, and cross um, every single information from a metric system, from a logging system, from a distributed tracing system. If you have one tool that kind of correlates all of that, it makes your life much easier, much, much easier. Yeah, that's one of the properties of what we call observability, right? It, because it's more, more, of, more of an yeah. approach than yep. a tool or a set of exactly. metrics or whatever. Like, And speed is one of the components there. You uh, need to, especially while debugging something serious, like you quite often need answers in a matter of minutes, if not seconds. So, and quite often it's four o'clock in the morning and you're still not awake, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and quite I, often I, I, it's like I mean, a ton of data you need to go through yeah. to get those answers. So yeah, definitely yeah. having this in three different systems with you just using your eyeballs, like <laughs> correlating different parts of it, that, that's not going to work. That's not observability. Yeah. It's, yeah, exactly. It looks like it is, but it's not. It's about having a strategy, right? And it's about like, uh, it's, it's about... Ch- deciding what you want to measure and and more importantly deciding what you don't want to measure and mm-hmm. uh and, and I, being straight with that i would also say it's more towards the triaging where you really want that in one system where you're trying to figure out what the actual issue is when you're debugging however i've honestly found that having um the option to put my to put a single pod or multiple pods into a debug, debug state uh, in uh, on production for a short period of time or into a tracing state or a similar profiling state often is already giving you a lot more information although that information is then limited to the pod and actually not in your observability but but so that's I again that one doesn't cancel the other one no, doesn't no, absolutely like, not. we're not absolutely saying not. that observability is not having pods in debug mode in this case observability is more about how can you do then effectively query the data that you get from the pod being in a debug mode? Sometimes, or if in your particular case, you just log into the pod and look at the logs or whatever other debug information the application is emitting, and it helps you to answer the questions that you're having 100% of time, you get your observability absolutely fine. The thing is, Mm with distributed systems that's rarely the case it helps with like one particular component one cog in the system but quite often as we know in distributed systems issues are also the distributed (laughs) in one way or the other or one causes some other thing to break and hello things like circular dependencies and other things but even if you have a simple case without circular bs and stuff it's still more complicated than just looking at one part of the system. So what Mm. observability helps you with is correlating uh, a lot of data with speed, like blazingly fast. So yeah, in this case, putting a ton of different kinds of data 
logs, metrics, whatever other things into one system quite often is beneficial. Agreed. Uh, sounds like uh, observability is more complicated than uh, a single episode allows. Uh, hopefully we've covered some basic principles and some ideas and, and some ramifications of, of, of observability choices. To, to wrap up, I'd like to ask if any one of you has gotten observability right. Uh, like, like, does any one of you have an example of, of an observability setup that's working well for you mm. and what makes it work well for you? And I, I, I can't go because I don't think I'm there yet. I can, I can try to go. I'm not sure if it's right though, but it's what uh, enables us to move quite If fast. it's working for you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so we do have the three levels that we discussed here. So we do have logs, we do have centralized logs, first of all, and standardized logs. Um, we do have metrics and we do have distributed tracing. And we do have all of this in a open source kind of um, platform, which is uh, we use Prometheus basically for our metrics. We use Loki for logs and we use Tempo for distributed tracing. And one very concrete example that I can uh, you know, uh, describe here that helped us during an incident, uh, I think like a month ago or so, one of our own call engineers actually just went into one of the services dashboard we had there. And um, he was able to actually select the period of time where he wanted to um, actually see in more detail. So literally drag and drop on the, on the, you know, on the scale that you have there. And uh, you select the time period you want to actually dive into. And the dashboard itself had the logs for that time period and had the tracing for that time period and all the metrics for that time period all together in the same dashboard. So it's extremely easy for you to see, okay, there was a problem in this time. Here are the logs for that service or those services with, within that period of time. And here's the distributed tracing where all the calls actually went through. We actually identified the problem was a third party, like uh, Kieran said. Uh, for instance, before, uh, which caused a cascading failure. And we realized we actually didn't have a very reliable system there. Um, and we saw this super quick because we had all this information available to us extremely easy uh, for our um, for our engineers. So it was easy to fix as well. Um, yeah, that's the setup we have. Works really well for us. It's not, um, you know, the question of, uh, you know, buy versus build and whatever. Um, we don't have to spend too much time maintaining that platform as well. It's, uh, it's quite good. That sounds really awesome. Um, quick question. That dashboard that you mentioned mm. sounds pretty powerful. Uh, what is that? That is Grafana. Yeah. So we build the... Oh, that's just Grafana. Yeah, so all, just all, Grafana. The, all the products that Etlo is using are Grafana stack, right? So they all kind of work together quite right, in that way. Right. Uh, Datadog actually does the same thing, though. Mm -hmm. if, if you Exactly. I, I don't know, I don't know about I other tools, but Datadog also you can drag... Like I want this particular like three minute period, and it will give you yeah. all the logs and all the tracing from that period in one in one single view as well. I think so, yeah. the same Qu with Tech Drive from Google. Yeah. yeah, quite a lot of tools are actually doing the doing it these days. It's uh, exactly becoming it's a, kind that's of that's why I mentioned the question thing. of buy versus build. We actually chose to use the open source tool mm -hmm. uh, and maintaining our, ourselves uh, mainly because of some uh, data issues and, and legal issues as well. We're a health company. But aside from that, uh, makes sense for us. I have a follow-up question. So I guess I know we're out of time, but who designed all this at your organization? Was this you 
was it your systems engineers? Was it a combination of, uh, you know, engineers mm-hmm. and system engineers and you like who drove this? Yeah, I think it was a combination of, of people's effort. Um, uh, mainly, um, I got some experience on those topics the, the theory behind it, I understand it really well. Um, the technologies we had to try it out. I've never used Loki before. So that was uh, a first for me and tempo is super recent as well. Like it, just came out i think this year or last year it was like um, the summer yeah it's really recent. yeah it's really really recent um but we didn't have proper distributed tracing before tempo so that was a great opportunity for us to explore those technologies and say let's see if it works and, and it does um but the essence of it for us was the theory behind it does everybody understand distributed tracing does everybody understand what kind of logs we need what kind of metrics we actually need so setting up all of this was basically a you know, a, 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 an effort from our team and our platform team all together. I can completely, right. I can completely echo that. Like, um, so from, from our point of view, we're also using, uh, Prometheus. Um, we were, we were, and still are using StatsD for some stuff, uh, but it's almost all moved to Prometheus. And honestly, in the next couple of weeks, it will all be moved to Prometheus. Uh, and, um, also Loki for all our logging uh, because it's so easy to operate honestly compared to anything else out there um, we're not doing distributed tracing yet but uh, so one your first question was like who orchestrated that honestly it I, it was me like, I'll, I'll be honest it was me uh, but that was something that like education was key for like explaining to people why we're doing this uh, and both like engineers, you know, why we're doing this and how to integrate this and why you would want to, uh, but also to stakeholders, like why we're taking the time to do this. And also like these uh, domain metrics where we're able to say, hey, like this is tying directly to what the customer is doing. That was a very easy sell. Like, let's put some time into this because we can actually track exactly what our customers are doing in this regard. And and OK, it's an aggregated thing. It's not like you're watching a session or something, but it, it's very been very helpful. I forgot um, to mention one important thing. Go for it. Alerting. Alerting <laughs> is a critical part <laughs> of, mo- of observability. Oh, we left it out almost. I think that's so, a follow-up episode. Maybe. Yep, exactly. I, I, I was so yeah. like, I'm not yeah. allowed to uh, ask another question, so I wasn't allowed to mention it. <laughs> 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 it's like, fuck. I forgot the most important, like alerting. Seriously, if you have observability, do alerting. That's the only thing that I would say. Yeah, I, we, we kind of touched on this in a previous episode anyway, so it's not big of an omission, but still. Uh, yes, it's important to have stuff come to you as opposed to you have to proactively go and find the data Mm -hmm. sometimes um your question about like what what was uh i don't remember what the exact wording you used was but like what was a a useful use case um i think one one time in particular and again this is that intersection of like an ops like technical metric with it with something domain oriented that that kind of bound together really nicely um we, I remember, I don't know when it was, maybe a year ago or so, but we, we like, it was at the birth of when we were dealing with observability stuff. And uh, we deployed something for a subset of users. So for 10% or 20% of users or something like that. And we were able to track the load uh, on our database caused by this 10%, 20% of users and realized very quickly that like, if we had rolled this out to everyone, want want bye bye database, right? So uh, I think that's a really good 
uh, example of how you might have a very technical metric, but you can correlate that with like this product thing. That, yeah, this converts really well. This is great. Like we're going to make a load of money off this. We're also going to go down and like waste a load of money spending a day like trying to fix it. So that enabled us to um, something I have not mentioned yet, and I've been very restrained in not mentioning it because honestly, like I say it all the time, uh, shifting left, right? In terms of like, if you catch an issue further left in the process, it's cheaper to catch than when you catch the issue in production, the old like IBM thing. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so For sure. by shifting observability left and by like sh deploying something to a small amount of users and observing before we go, before going the whole shebang, we were able to uh, catch something that would have become a real issue before it did become a real issue. Yeah. Good. All right. Anyone else got, got a quick stuff. story or shall we wrap this puppy up? So from my point of view, it was never like part of it was driven by me uh, as a developer, which was logs. Like I wanted to know why something went wrong, why a customer complained, which was part, the part where I was involved. If I look at metrics, the, the centralizing of it all, that was always somebody like Maxim or an SRE or a platform team or in generally somebody who cared about it more than I did. Um, that's true. Oh, that's uh, fine, yeah. Like it is one of those cases Still where funny, for me, yeah. my, my system was my, my end at that point. And for me, that observability was good enough. And honestly, I could do that even with Slack alerts, which I, well, before we had Slack, I actually did that once with ICQ alerts, but that's a different story. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think it depends, like it needs to be a team effort. Like you cannot do proper yeah, observability yeah. with just your platform, to, with just your, your system engineers. You cannot do it with just your developers. You will always you will need to work together on this. This is going to be a centralized system yeah. where you work together definitely once you start looking at distributed tracing. So for me, this should always be a team effort. Of course, you have somebody who leads it, and this can be what Kieran said as well. He led it at his comp company. I want to bet you that he didn't implement all of it. He did no, absolutely he, not. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was that was the education side that was uh, coming from me. And I want to add on to what you said as well. Like, it's not just operations; it's not just developers, but also product stakeholders. Like, they're the ones who are going to tell you what's important to track. Like, to come back to the example of like, it's, is it important if it's fast? Maybe not in this context. They will tell you that. Yeah. yeah. So, Maxime, who did it? Who did it for this for you? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, Maxim. Oh, you mean my story? <laughs> were, were you having a nap? <laughs> yeah. I, I want to know how he's how he's how he's observing his ter terraform runs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I mean uh, at the moment at Clue, I don't think we're quite there. We're using Datadoc and this the, the usual nowadays default setup with logs metrics uh, and some other stuff being in one place like events from your kubernetes clusters and other things uh, but um, it's uh, actually been quite a long journey for me to like fully understand what observability exactly is because it's again one of those approaches right that there is no easy and concise definition of what observability is or maybe there is a definition but i don't know or don't understand it yet so 
and also by observing how we react to incidents, I see that we still sometimes lack visibility in certain areas. So we're definitely not there, no matter the definition of observability. Uh, so yeah, uh, can't really share a cool story as of now, but uh, stories from the past uh, are all about having nothing and then having a ton of stuff in terms of like observability and things. However, echoes with a with all the stories that uh, you guys mentioned. And one thing I uh, can tell, it's sometimes it's so hard to explain to people how the system will benefit them without kind of showcasing it. Like, it's, it's not easy to show how distributed tracing would help. Even if you give people all these examples from other systems and tell them, like, it's simple, right? You tell, oh, you can trace the request starting from your whatever load balancer to uh, until the database. Like everything that it touches sounds simple, but this little example and what is very important on the app that developer knows that worth a million words. You can provide whatever other examples you want nothing works as good as this one, which uh, the point I was trying to make, uh, start small, try to implement this amazing, huge technology or one of those and something simple to show others, like find a little, what's the right pronunciation of this liaison or something, F yeah. find someone who can help yeah. you with this. Like, let's say if you're a developer, go to your ops team, or some other team, talk to them, say, hey, let's try this thing out. Or if you're an ops, go to your devs, pick one. Maybe you have a friend there. Uh, they will help you to set it up. And also they will help you to set it up in a way that will be helpful uh, to then showcase this to other developers and other people as well in engineering and yeah. outside of engineering. I found and this. Make it relevant, solve something small. Yep. Show, show the value. Yeah, yeah. This, and this is actually how Maxim got me convinced. I, I love to point out. Is. I love to point out the phrase of maybe you have a friend over there, ops versus devs. So maybe you have a friend on the <laughs> dev side, and you can make use of that. <laughs> that's not what I meant. But now when you say this, maybe that's what I meant. <laughs> no, I'm not sure. <laughs> maybe that's exactly what I meant. But it is true. Like it is, it, it is really true. Showing how it works and that it works is the best way to sh to get observability traction within your show value a traction show. for anything. I guess like whatever yeah. you want to put out there. Mm -hmm. Let's uh, maybe wrap this wrap up before up. we stop showing any value. <laughs> let's let's do that. So yeah, uh, it's empty. For all of you who have never visited, I'm him record again. This episode of The Critical Channel is sponsored by Maxime Kravitz, editor extraordinaire. 14? 14. 14. 14. 14. Uh, and How? Yeah, 14. Uh, you can find... We've been doing this for more than a year, guys. Come on. Yep. You can find us on Twitter at... Criticalio. What he said. There we go. Uh, and uh, you can always hit us up individually on Twitter as well. 
have or a LinkedIn a great... or some other social no, media not LinkedIn. platform. Not LinkedIn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe not LinkedIn. <laughs> have a great so one, everybody. Please, everybody, please, please <laughs> spam Kieran and Pedro on LinkedIn. <laughs> That's fine. I have sent everything to junk, so it's fine. Uh, have a good one, everyone, and we will catch you in the next episode, which is not going to be about observability. That's all we can promise. Yep. I heard something about alerting. <laughs> SLOs, SLOs. So, not about that either. Cut. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>